Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. It's news. You know what that means. Hello, welcome to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jay, as always, joined by my co-anchor, Troy. How are you, Troy? Wagwan. Good. I've got a bag of wild berry skittles. I'm feeling very tropical. How are you? Nice. Wild berry skittles being the best skittles. Correct. Although, have have you had the skittles dark side? I have, yeah. Also very good. They are also very good. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I'm all good too. I'm about to, about to eat some food after this. Um, made made myself my own sausage and egg McMuffins, so they're going to be good. Oh, yeah. I treated myself to one of those this morning. Top stuff. Yeah, I've made my own. I'll have to take a leaf out of yogurt, mate. Yeah. Do that next time. Just got to just got to wear whack in the microwave to heat them up. Cute. Yeah. Um, so yeah, should we? Uh, should we? Slide right into it. Fuck, let's do it. There's a lot to get through here. Good grief. A shit ton of news to get through today. Oh, so yeah, uh, it's been a it's been a busy news week. So according to Mike Johnson of PW Inside, that Naomi has been moved from Raw to SmackDown. That's um, I'm good. I'm guessing it's to do with uh, obviously they like to keep uh, couples together, don't they? Yeah. Um, because it, it's just a nice thing they do, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah. I'd like to see Naomi be part of the bloodline. I would. That was going to be my next thing. Was take the belt. <clears throat> have Naomi take the belt off Bianca. Cap, cowards. Yes. And, and then, then do the shot. All the, all, the gold. All, all the gold. Yeah, man. Yeah, that'd be fucking awesome. Really, really good. Yeah, I'm. I'm pleased. It, it makes perfect sense. Let's we'll say they put the couples together. Um, it's a good way for her to be involved in what's a. Brilliant, brilliant storyline has been the best storyline in, in many years on WWE programming. Yeah, it could be good. It could, should be a, a new lease of life for her because she sure as hell isn't doing anything on Raw at the moment. And she could also slot into that very, very empty top heel role of Bailey's left. That's true. Quite nicely. Yeah. Heel Naomi. Ooh. Heel Naomi could be good. Don't feel like we've seen that before. We've seen it before, but it was like, it was when she was in that faction with like Tamina and Sasha. It was it was all right. Oh, yeah. But I think if she's like part of like this like crime family sort of thing, mm. would be good. Yeah, good shit. No, that's cool. Uh, moving on, friend of the podcast Andrew Zarian of the Matt's Men podcast is reporting that The Rock is a lock for Survivor Series, which is set to take place in Brooklyn later this year. Uh, he also stated that Rock versus Reigns would headline WrestleMania 38 in Dallas. I thought that was going to be a thing for Hollywood the year after, but if we're potentially going to get that at Dallas, then oh boy. I'm, I'm thinking that maybe WWE or... Um, well, I, I don't know. I mean, Dallas has got like a bigger um, capacity than the LA one, hasn't it? Uh are you Dallas sure? is like over a hundred thousand people. I thought the new it's the SoFi Stadium, isn't it? The one that's in yeah. Hollywood. It's a new one. I thought that had a monstrous capacity. This is the one that's in Inglewood, isn't it? Yeah. Uh it's got a capacity of uh one hundred thousand two hundred and forty for Super Bowl, WrestleMania, and the Summer Olympics. Mm. Because that's where the ne- uh, I think the next Olympics is in Paris, and the one after that is LA, and they'll be using yeah. that as the central stadium. Yeah, just over a hundred thousand capacity, so both beefy, beefy stadiums. But yeah, I'm excited for that. Like, there's been a lot I mean, of talk of Rock and Reigns for a while. Yeah, how do you fill a hundred thousand seater venue? 
announced The Rock as the headliner. They might bring in big sexy they might do Wayne. They might do what they did with Rock and Cena and have like once in a lifetime, twice in a lifetime, twice. <laughs> yeah. back to back. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, this it, it's interesting they're going this quickly with it. I thought they would have tried to prolong this, but mm. you know, WWE like they get itchy trigger fingers very quickly, don't they? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, moving on. Uh, something that they've not been moving quickly on, but has been heavily rumoured and heavily speculated about for a long time. Mm. According to Raj Geary of uh, Wrestling, WWE is planning to hold a Queen of the Ring tournament in 2021. The brackets will reportedly be composed of main roster superstars and matches will be air on Peacock in the United States. Nowhere than how the event will be broadcast internationally. I'm assuming it's probably going to be on network. Yeah. And um, no date has been confirmed yet. That's pretty cool. I mean, as you say, it's something it feels like they've been discussing for ages and ages and something they've been crying out for is like, you know, we haven't had the men's king of the ring. Uh, I'll say men's king. We haven't had king of the ring for a fair while, like two, two years, three years, when Corbin yeah. won it, two years. Um, and I thought it was really good. Like, I, I, it was always one of my kind of favourite, like, B-list pay-per-views, if you like. Um, yeah. If there's one thing that WWE do well when they go all into it is tournament brackets. You only have to watch the the Mae Young Classic, the Cruiserweight Classic. Um, we'll forget about Survivor the, Series ninety eight Deadly, Deadly Game. Yeah, forget about the 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 World Cup thing they did in Saudi. Don't worry about that. Um, but yeah, this is cool. Um, it should hopefully give uh, those that aren't being given a lot on TV. Uh, a place in this, a place to shine, and hopefully these matches will, will get a decent amount of kind of TV time, if you like, where, wherever it is that they air. Um, for people that aren't getting it so much on kind of the the weekly programming, but yeah, pretty cool, man. Also, just give us King of the Ring as well, and give it to Xavier Woods. Yeah, um, he wants that crown. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say I'd say what they could do. So remember when Barrett won King of the Ring? And they did it as like its own TV series on the network. Yeah. Still like that. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Do Queen of the Ring, then do King of the Ring. Or vice versa, do King of the Ring, then do mm-hmm. Queen of the Ring. Yeah. Um, Who would you see winning uh, a possible Queen of the Ring? Who oh, Charles, isn't it? Really? They call her the Queen, mate. I know, but... They literally call her the Queen. It's the only thing she needs to win. <laughs> Never bet against Charlotte Flair, mate. Come on, play the game. <laughs> it feels like it would be set up for something for it should be some Becky Lynch or even Liv Morgan. I was gonna say it should be someone who like it it can elevate like a Sonya Deville, maybe. Naomi. Or Naomi. Or anyone that Zelina Vega would be a good one. Yeah. Anyone that's not Charlotte, but it's it's Charlotte's a thing, so it's probably going to be Charlotte. Probably. (laughs) Moving on, as reported by Mike Johnson of PW Insider, Canyon Seaman, the Senior Vice President of Talent Development of WWE, was let go this past Thursday. Um, He's been with a company, I believe, since 2012, so fairly long tenure there. Um, We're saying just before we start recording, I think they were trying to keep this hush-hush for a bit or trying to deny that it had happened. Yeah, there's rumours floating around since um, when the other fucker, who was it, he fired not not that long ago. Uh, Pass. Can't remember his name. Doesn't matter anyway. The the guy you sent, Mickey James, the garbage bags. Oh, Um, okay. There was talk that, like, Canyon team had also gone around that time and WWE kind of vehemently denied those reports and obviously now he has gone. So there we go. Hmm. Must be shit that like a dare cheat finds out you're getting fired before you do. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um moving on, speaking of people who were released, per report from Dave Meltzer in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, WWE is interesting interested in rehiring Braun Strowman. He was part of the cuts on Wednesday, the 2nd of June, 
and uh, reportedly there was there's interest in keeping him away from AEW. Mark Henry has been very, very vocal about wanting to get him signed up for AEW. Yeah. Um, I I don't see him anywhere else other than WWE, to be honest. He's, um, he's a very WWE guy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. AEW don't need him. No. Really. Uh, and it feels like one of those kind of, he was on a, a no pun intended, but on a monster contract. Um <laughs> for someone that wasn't like a consistent kind of world champion or he was always around that main event picture, but never quite felt like he should be in there. If that makes sense. Like he was kind of at his hottest couple of years back when he was doing the whole thing where he was flipping over ambulances and tearing stuff down and whatnot. And if you feel yeah. like sort of lost that momentum, but obviously has been kept on that huge, huge contract. And I think whilst WWE are trying to kind of trim the fat, off a lot of their kind of books and balances to make it look as healthy as possible. You've got someone there like that, that they aren't really using to a full potential or as much as they should be. That's on like ridiculous money. So it makes sense. Um, but I imagine I'll probably bring him back in on something a little more slender in terms of uh, finance and contract. Yeah. Agreed. But like he's, a, he's absolutely WWE through and through. Yeah. Also probably doesn't help that he said the thing about, independent workers um, yeah he was he was never gonna go off and do an indie circuit was he that was never gonna happen and he's asking <laughs> like 50 grand an appearance as well okay now so what, you know what small that. promoters have got 50 grand to chuck it yeah in? exactly come on jesus dickhead. come on dickhead <laughs> uh moving on wrestle votes tweeted um wwe has announced that a brand new pay-per-view will be held on New Year's Day from Atlanta on Saturday, January the 1st, 2022. Ooh. Bring back New Year's Revolution. Yes, boy. Do it, cowards. Do it, cowards. <laughs> Bring back New Year's Revolution. Put the Elimination Chamber on it. Have the fucking big set with the dragon. Do it. <laughs> Just do it. I mean, it won't be New Year's Revolution because it so it's a brand new one. So it's going to be something out of the blue. Be fucking New Year's Evil, won't it? New Year's Eve. Ah, oh, nick that from NXT. Come on now. They'll, they'll nick it from NXT and they'll fucking dilute the shit out of it like they do everything else they take they'll from have, NXT. They'll have Jeff Hardy roll it up in a minute and 40. <laughs> 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 <That's> 48 seconds. <laughs> be Jeff Hardy coming on to know what more words than Penn and someone that you're excited to see. <laughs> That's interesting, though. It's... um. I like yeah. it when they debut a new pay-per-view and it feels like we've not had one for ages. What was the last one? Stomping Ground? Don't worry about it, mate. <laughs> Stomping Ground was the last one and before that, I think it was yeah. what? Great Balls, Great of, Balls Fire. of Fire. And before that, uh, Evolution? Yeah. Give us it's Evolution really 2, cowards. Unless want. it's Queen of the Ring. Although they said they're getting they're no, doing that in 2021, 20, so maybe not. It'll, Interesting, it'll, it's WWE. It'll be something fucking Hopefully. to do with New Year. Yeah. Um. While we're on the t- subject of uh, things getting stolen and ruined from N- NXT, shall we uh, talk about NXT? Yes, mate. So, Fightful Select have spoken to people in NXT about their frustrations, and they've said, if you were baffled by the booking of Carrying Cross on Raw this week, you weren't alone. Several NXT talent and staff spoke with Fightful about their shock and frustration around the NXT champion losing to Jeff Hardy. One talent told Fightful that it felt like a message was being sent, though they didn't elaborate on what they thought the message was. Um, There was significant frustration from those we spoke to about how Finn Balor, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Santos Escobar, Oni Lorcan and others had worked hard to help make Cross as dominant as possible. Um the general mood of those that we spoke to was a not mad disappointed vibe as they felt that this represented how the NXT brand was viewed by higher ups as a whole. We heard the cross appeared to be in good spirits backstage after the match, though one talent present did note the cross was put in an unfavorable position considering his spot as a protected talent on one brand and a new talent on another. It's, it's absolutely baffling. Well, I say it's baffling. It's not baffling because baffling is like when you're kind of, oh, I'm confused. It's not baffling because they do this all the time. It's just shit to see. And it's shit to see it happen again and again and again, especially, as you say, uh, where people like Finn Balor, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Santos Escobar, only Lorcan, uh, 
Pete Dunn, uh, to name a few, have all done a really good job of making him look strong and dominant over the last eight, ten months, even up to a year or so. They have him last week. So another one to add to that list, Samoa Joe last week and the, the special guest ref match and, and having him choking him out and stuff like that. Just And then to have him come out like that. And then you know, we spoke about it at length on our, our uh, Raw and SmackDown review, which if you've not listened to, check out. Um, it's, it's baff- it is baffling, actually. It's just, it's, it's absurd and it makes no sense. And just if there was further proof needed that they don't care about NXT. This was it. This was it. Yeah, it's um, it, it's weird, isn't it? Like, there's a meme going around of um, like kids like all holding hands together, and it's like Impact, AW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, AAA, yeah. NWA, and then there's another one of like someone punching a person in the face, like WWE to NXT, and it, it it's. <laughs> It is baffling. Like you've got at, at the same at the same time as all these companies, you never thought you'd ever see working together, working together, mm-hmm. and like a real sense of like unity outside of WWE. It's weird within WWE they can't even fucking work with their own bloody development plan brands. Absolutely like, nuts. <laughs> it's it. It really is baffling. It. As I said on the Raw thing, like they've literally got that brand there to build the stars. So when they shift to Raw or SmackDown, they've got a ready-made star. NXT does all the groundwork for them there. All and they have to do, if they're going to debut a new star, a couple of weeks before, a couple of video packages, this person's debuting. Even have some adverts for NXT on there. Feature that person in those adverts. Show a couple of clips on their matches. He did NXT. that for Cross, though, didn't he? Did they? they show a video package of them like suplexing people onto the heads? Oh fuck! Yeah, they did show. Uh, and they had fucking yeah. Yeah, they stack them in a minute and forty seconds. Ah, oh, okay. Well, forget it. Then that clearly doesn't work either. <laughs> yeah. No. All, all all they need to do is just stop fucking trying to fight against their own product. Like, it's not the first time they've derailed the storyline in NXT for the sake of trying to pop a rating is it let's be honest like mm. they literally went Gargano and Champa were feud and had DIY wrestling on Smackdown nuts and it's like well these two are having like literally the most red hot feud NXT's ever had mm-hmm. the r- most red hot feud WWE had had for fucking years and then they probably, probably <laughs> since Cena and Punk yeah and then they went alright let's just let's just fucking I'm tagging again together on the main roster mm. Nonsense. Absolutely nonsense. <clears throat> what um, else is also nonsense? Moving on. Did you have anything else you wanted to, to say on that? No. Yeah. No. I could talk <laughs> about it for fucking hours, mate. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's just going to upset me. <laughs> uh, something else has really upset me. WWE announced on this week's episode of NXT UK that Volta versus Dragonoff 2 Electric Boogaloo will take place not on NXT UK television. No, no, no. It will take place at NXT TakeOver 36. I'm disappointed about this. I know me, you, and a few other people spoke uh, quite in depth on on the Discord server when this news broke. I can see the pros of this, but I think it kind of... It's a bit insulting to, to the UK fans where this is a feud that's been built up on, on NXT UK for 10 plus months. We get the first match on there. You postpone a takeover in Dublin twice and then eventually cancel it. And now you're just putting it over there for an audience that probably don't like, they know who Volta is. They probably don't really know as well who Dragonoff is or not to the same extent. And it's just been shipped over there. Like for me, it's disappointing. It's a bit like a fans over here have sat with this. They watch it grow and evolve and we don't get to see the payoff here. Like, yeah, we get to watch takeover. That's fine. But yeah, it's, it's quite um, frustrating for me. I'm on the other side of the fence where I think it's really good that they're putting it on takeover. Cause it's, 
massive exposure, especially because they're going to be plugging that show during SummerSlam. Mm. It's after it's the day after SummerSlam. They're going to plug Takeover during SummerSlam, mm. and I think the fact that we've got this match on that on the biggest Takeover of the year in front of fans. If ever there's a time that they're going to win a lot of new viewers to NXT UK, this is it. That's and true. If it, I if it that. means that it's going to grow the brand and it means that it's going to have WWE invest a little bit more time in NXT UK, I'm here for it. Because for me, NXT UK is the best hour of wrestling WWE put out every week without yeah. fail. Without a doubt, like, yeah. It's not, even, it's not even close like anymore. NXT is good, but it's there's a lot of sort of like wading through the doldrums at times. Raw's garbage. Smackdown's good when Roman's on but the rest of the time it can be hit and miss mm. like NXT UK NXT UK is because it started off so kind of like just as an afterthought mm. it's been sort of like a victim of circumstance and I think that given given them this stage like look look at um, look at how much hype they got around that UK title when they had Walter Defender against Champer on a takeover and they had yeah. Dunn and uh, Walter win it off Dunn on a takeover mm-hmm. and they had Dunn and Bate have that like classic that absolute classic yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and even like when they do takeovers um, like in the UK the, the it's the only thing that really draws any views for NXT UK so what better way to get people to tune into NXT UK then put it up there with the other the other two matches that have been announced which is delving into spoiler territory so I'm not going to say <laughs> but two very very big matches let's put it that way yeah put it on the marquee with them makes sense it may, it makes a hell of a lot of sense it does i do understand that and I, I, I don't disagree with that at all. And it is good to see it have that platform and that exposure that it wouldn't normally get. And it worked wonders, as you say, for those matches previous to it, like Dunn and Bate and Walter and Dunn uh, and, and numerous other ones. I think I'm probably still bitter just the fact that I had tickets to take over. Yeah. And that, that's we a should... bit swallow. Yeah. Because it was meant to originally... meant to be on that. ...be the main event of that takeover, yeah. Exactly. And then it got cancelled and they're doing it on a, an actual takeover. But as I said, like the silver line to it is that it's going to help grow NXT UK, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I hope so. Um, just give us a fucking takeover over here at some point. I think- like, give us the UK one that we were meant to. Like, things are slowly getting back to normal. Joe's going to a wrestling show this weekend. Wrestling shows are happening again. I have friends that wrestle and they're in the ring wrestling in front of people again. Mm. Things are opening up. Like just put something on. Even, even if it's the weekly TV tapings, just get people in the BT sports center, like start showing us that you want to get people back in there. You've got people in the CWC. You've got fans in full attendance for pay-per-views, Raw and SmackDown. Just fucking sort it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think, that's my rant over. <laughs> I think there's it's a matter of time until we're getting so. I mean, they've announced a UK tour for WWE, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. I'd say a UK tour. They're fucking nowhere near me. Bastards. Nowhere near me. <laughs> Clo- closest for I think closest for both of us is either Cardiff or Newcastle, isn't it? Yep. Which is like for for anyone who doesn't know, that's that's. That's far. <laughs> and I, I live in the very centre of the country, so everywhere is pretty accessible, and I've still got to travel three and a half hours probably. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. let's move on. Well, yeah, because someone else who's probably going to be announcing a UK show any day now is AEW. Oh, boy. They were meant to be, they were meant to be doing a pay-per-view in the UK just before the, uh, last year, just before the pandemic. Was it Fighter then, Fest that we're going to do over here? They were going to do Fighter Fest, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not well, not a pay per view, but you know, a yeah. B-let, a, a special, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Though that being said, Fighter Fest the last two weeks was been oh, fucking oh. awesome, yeah, man, and some phenomenal wrestling. Um, AW are continuing to get the dick out and swing it all around because <laughs> uh, 
well, this this broke the internet, and if it's if it's true, because it's one of those things. It, it, this this comes around every year, mm-hmm. just like Christmas, and then you don't get what you want, and uh, you're just left disappointed with a belly full of turkey, crying into a glass of wine. <laughs> um, one of the biggest wrestling stars of this century could be headed back to wrestling if all goes well. No chill, Phil. MMA superstar CM Punk has been in ongoing talks for a return, sources have told Fightful. Fightful Select learned last week that CM Punk has been in talks and make a return to pro wrestling as an in-ring performer, with sources indicating that AEW is the most likely landing point. We have no confirmation of a contract officially being signed, a timetable, a set return date, or any creative plans. Only the Punk and a company official have had ongoing conversations about an in-ring return. It's going to be dead sad when he comes back to AEW and Cody squashes him, isn't it? Um, <laughs> as with any negotiations, nothing is ever f- fully confirmed until a deal is actually done and the subject appears on screen. We have heard of other companies having an interest in Punk coming into coming into work after fans return, but had not heard of any specific other offers or overtures made towards him. Um, Fightful actually did put a follow-up piece about this saying that uh, in January 2020, Ring of Honor had actually had talks with Punk. And he oh, said really? it wasn't it wasn't about money. It was about what was offered to him in a creative sense, like who they right. wanted him to work with, yeah, what yeah, stories, yeah. which is cool. Like that that's one thing with Punk. Like he's always said he doesn't give a shit about money unless it's from WWE. Because <laughs> fuck those guys. Um but he he wants something like to sink creatively his that's going to give people a real show and, and people that can invest in, invest in it. I mean, that was part of the reason why he left WWE, wasn't it? Because he didn't want to be feuding with Triple H. He wanted to, mm. he wanted to main event WrestleMania. He wanted, yeah. he wanted to be in the main event. And when he, when he saw the writing on the wall, he was like, yeah, fuck them guys. Mm-hmm. Um, just to stick with this fightful has, has not officially confirmed this report with CM Punk himself or AEW officials. They have been told um, in recent days that higher-ups in WWE believe Punk is AEW-bound. Um, Meltzer has since added to this some fuel to this as well, saying um, that he's since confirmed Punk and AEW have been in talks and noted on the Wrestling Observer Forum that possible dates have been discussed between the two parties, saying things going on behind the scenes as far as talks about certain dates and such make me think if this... Th- if this isn't signed, they have an understanding, and unless a blow up, it, it it's happening. Um, obviously, AEW's next pay per view all out is in Chicago. <laughs> um, this is the first time where, as you say, rumors swirl every single year, and it's always take it with a pinch of salt. This is the first time ever that it feels like there's some real momentum, some real traction behind it. There was a couple of things that came out early this morning where he was saying it was a done deal. He signed this morning. Yeah. Again, pinch of salt with that, but the fact that there's, there's clearly talks going the, on and that. There seems like a lot of smoke. So there's probably fire. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, this is a game changer. If AW have pulled this off, this is a game changer. This is, yeah. this changes everything. And obviously when, this this is um, this is Hogan to WCW. <laughs> yeah, it really it it's like the equivalent of that, isn't it? Um, yeah, obviously when Tony Khan was setting up AEW, he he did reach out to Punk and Punk's like nah. Um, he's obviously seen what's happening. I mean, you've just got to look at some of the people on that roster and yeah. think like Punk could work magic just mm-hmm. on the mic with them. With let them, alone in the ring. Let alone in the ring yeah. and. I mean, Punk and Omega, that would be fucking incre- incredible. Yeah. Punk and Hangman would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Punk and Malachi Black. Punk and Ricky we never, Starks. Punk and Ricky fucking Starks. I mean, <laughs> it's a shame that Punk had losing like two minutes to Starks, but yeah, I'm here for it. Um, <laughs> e- even like Punk and Cody, like they never yeah. really did much in WWE together, no. if at all. And Punk and MJF, imagine the promos there. Fucking hell. 
Punk and Moxley. Like, yeah. There, there's a, a literal laundry list of like dream matches that Punk, has, Punk could walk into AEW and have. Yeah. And it, it's one of those things. He's not really wrestled since 2014. So there's obviously the concern, well, is, is he going to still have it? But he's kept himself in, himself in decent shape. And also, yeah. he's on the. Um, He's on that uh, new TV show. It's coming out soon. Heels. Oh yeah, the Stephen Amell one. Stephen Amell, he actually yeah. wrestled on that show. Okay. He actually wrestled matches. He was a consultant, and he was a and he was part of the uh, he was part of the cast, and he actually wrestled matches. So obviously, he's kept himself in ring shape for that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe that's what's like kind of reignited this sort of interest. Possibly, yeah. Also, he's been heavily teasing that he wants to tag with Dan House, and I'm fucking here for it. <laughs> fucking get in. <laughs> he, he's he, he put a he put a picture up the other day with Dan House and said, "Will you be my tag partner on Twitter?" And Punk responded with a picture of him wearing a Dan House shirt. <laughs> and he, even if we get Dan House versus Punk, imagine that. Oh mate, because Dan House definitely going to end up in AEW at some point. Fucking needs to, doesn't he? He's he, he's over as fuck. And yeah, he's got. I think he's got two years in ROH. Okay, Dan Housen and Punk as the tag champions in AEW. <laughs> That'll be fucking excellent. But yeah, this is this is monumental. Like yeah, the the feels not not to use a, a pun that AEW use quite a lot, but it definitely feels like there's a paradigm shift happening in wrestling right now. Mm, yeah, and this yeah. this and the thing we're about to talk about are gigantic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, going straight into that. So speaking of paradigm shift, monumental signings, um, just, yeah, huge. A lot of talk around punk. Also a lot of talk uh, from Cassidy Haynes of Bodyslam.net reporting that Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson is locked in and 100% signed a contract with AEW. Haynes also reports uh, he was wanting to work less dates for comparable money. He wanted the ability to be able to work in Japan and wanted to have creative input on his character, which he got. Haynes goes on to report that the tentative plans creatively are for Brian to debut at the Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York City on September the 22nd. PW Insider reported on July the 20th that Brian was not listed on the internal plans for WWE merchandising and licensing for the 2021-2022 um, not season, but that time frame. Uh, yep. WrestleVotes added regarding the Daniel Bryan rumor, uh, since they've had a ton of questions on it, um, said, I don't have many direct AEW contacts. However, I did ask my WWE contacts when the last time Bryan's name had been brought up within a creative or even talked about. Months was the answer. So that's that. Uh, he's also, there was also apparently um, talk of, being sorry there were requests for him to be taken off the new 2k22 game as well uh apparently um this as you were saying very much the same kind of note as as punk potentially signing is astronomical this is massive mm. huge Mel melter said last week that aw were working on a signing bigger than Andrade and Malachi Black. And I was thinking, well, that's got to be Brian. Yeah. Never in a, a million years, I think, Punk. Never. <laughs> I thought, I yeah. thought if, if Punk comes back, it'll be in WWE, like fucking, they always go home sort of thing. Yeah. Didn't, didn't ever think that. No. Um, Brian was another one where I thought he seems very WWE through and through. I, we were talking about it um, a couple of weeks back where I was saying I, I can see him showing up for the G1. And I still yeah. can, I think, can now, now more than ever. Even more so, yeah. Um, the only issue with that is I'm pretty sure the G1 starts on the 22nd. And obviously, That's you'd two have days to... Ago. Oh, you mean no, uh, next I've, month, sorry. I was going to say. September. Oh, okay. It's September, October. In fact, oh, it was in the news video. It was in the, the news last week, so yes. let me just check what the date was. Yes, it was. And um, so the, the show at the Arthur Ash is when 22nd of 22nd September. 22nd ah. of September. Yeah. Um, 
And the G1. G1's not pre-recorded, is it? No. Ah, okay. That could cause some... G1. Some, conf- some clashes. I can't find talk, the fucking thing. Talk, talk amongst yourselves, people. <laughs> um, never mind. Uh, yeah, but either way... Um, Oh, yeah, G1, 18th of September, it starts. Oh, okay. So, I mean, the the issue is obviously he'd have to to isolate going into Japan and he'd have to be there for a while. Yeah. Whether whether Tony wants him to, like, literally debut and then fuck off to Japan. (laughs) (laughs) Unless he debuts via satellite, but I think that... They'll want him in the stadium for that. They'll want the lights to go out and the final countdown to start playing. Yes, boy. And everyone loses their shit. Because if yeah. Tony Khan doesn't fucking license the final countdown, what's even the point? Also, he needs to license cult of personality for when... Yeah, don't worry about that. That's, that's fine. He'll get that. <laughs> get that. <laughs> or the kills which engage tune that he had, which is also a banger. Nah, it'll, be, it'll be cult of personality because he came out to um, he came out in UFC to that as well, didn't he? Ah, oh, okay, and, fair enough. And Ring of Honor, and obviously got he got it in WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This if oh, Brian's there as well. Good grief, Brian and Punk to AEW in the same year. It's just Who we're just gonna we're just it? gonna be a fucking AEW podcast by the end of the year, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, fucking we've got w- that. WCW's putting WWE out of business this time, aren't they? <laughs> Ah, oh, mate, it's 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 such an. I know this keeps getting chucked about so much, but it is such an exciting time to be a wrestling fan, especially when you've got yep. the likes of Brian Punk potentially signing for AEW. You've got a new AEW weekly show about to debut soon. You've got them. Tony, like, Tony Khan, Khan said he's got a major announcement at Fight for Fallen next yeah. week, hasn't he? Yeah. Got Nick Gage showing up in AEW having a fucking death match with Chris Jericho. What a time to be alive! What it it, it really is like. As mu- this is the thing, like, it pisses me off when people are like, like, oh, I'm with AEW, I'm with WWE. Just enjoy it. Yeah, man. Just fucking Just drink it in. Enjoy it. Drink it in, man. <laughs> the water's good, man. Just come in. It's, <laughs> fuck me. It's, it's such a good time to be a wrestling fan. Yeah. I'm so excited. Um, And also, the, another little, so a couple of the things, um, I forgot to mention about the CM Punk thing to add a little bit of fuel to that fire. AEW <laughs> uh, of um, AW copyrighted the term the first dance. Um, and then that might mean not until you, but obviously CM Punk from Chicago, Chicago Bulls, the last dance. Oh. And Punk on Instagram put up on a story, just a black screen with Sirius by the Alan Parsons project playing. Um, that's the music that the Chicago Bulls walked out to in the last dance. Um, okay, now. He's, he knows what he's doing. He fucking knows. <laughs> the, thing, the thing that's really interesting about this is in the past when Punk's been linked with anybody, hmm. he's been so quick to dismiss it. Yeah. He's never wanted to lead the fans on he's never he's he's always he's always been like no nah, that's not happening it's bullshit no sorry he's never he's yeah. never kind of embraced it mm. which makes me think okay okay this Jesus is, Christ the roof's gonna absolutely I, come off that place if he turns up I think that the main event for all that was probably gonna be Kenny vs Hangman isn't it yeah I think Punk's going to challenge the winner of that match. Yeah, I do too. He's going to come out and he's going to fucking GTS whoever and everyone's going to lose their minds. <laughs> and it's going to... I'm so excited for AW, man. They're so yeah. good. Just yeah. They're killing it. Uh, someone else I'm excited for because they, they, they don't just... They don't just sign big names. They Well, they, 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 they sign a lot of big names. That's they exactly also, what they do. <laughs> they also use legends, right? In the sense, they don't have them squashing younger talent. They have them working with younger talent. One of them is Jake Roberts. Uh, he revealed in an interview with DDP this week that he signed a contract extension with AEW. Uh, he says, 
this is this is really nice as well because just want the best for Jake, don't you? Uh, he yeah. says, thanks to Tony Khan. When I originally signed with him, it was for a 10-week deal. Uh, eight weeks in, the guy comes along with some papers and like, you need to sign these. What for? It's your contract. Dude, I only have two weeks le- left. And Tony says, no, you have another year. Another year. A f- few weeks ago, I buzzed Tony and said, I have four weeks left. What do you want me to do? Next thing you know, he starts setting up my stuff and says, you need to sign another piece of paper. I sign it again. And after I signed it, I find out it wasn't for a year. It was for two years. He's such a wonderful man. He gave me back my love of wrestling. It's great to be a part of it. Fucking hell. You love to hear it, don't you? That's the Tony Khan's the best, isn't he? He is. He isn't just he? seems like the best. <laughs> I mean, he's a Fulham fan. No one's perfect, but, <laughs> you know. It's fine, but it's okay. Don't worry about it. Ev- everything he's doing for wrestling is just fucking awesome. It is. Fair it is. play. Yeah. The, like that Jake thing, that's, 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 that's cool, beautiful. especially when you think like WWE, they. He helped him with his rehab, but like DDP did the real work. Didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, if you've not seen the documentary, The Resurrection of Jake the Snake, absolutely watch it. It's outstanding. What yeah. a tear to and my that, eye. Yeah, and the thing which is cool with Jake as well is that like Lance Archer doesn't need him. No. But you can see that he just enjoys being there. Just being, yeah. yeah. And you can see Lance enjoys having Jake with him. Yeah. They're both similar sort of like characters and they're massive mm. and they're very menacing yeah yeah and i feel like lance archer's like really upped his game by being mentored by jay yeah i do yeah oh this is awesome really yeah. really good to see he's still gonna be there for a few more years yeah Delightful. and the other thing as well you just gotta look at like the, the some of the names they've got around the company who are helping the young talent yeah like jay one of the best psychology guys in the mm-hmm. business ever mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he fucking mentored The Undertaker. That says it all. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've got Arn and Tully. You've got Dustin Rhodes. You've got Jerry Lynn. You've got Dean Malenko. Mm-hmm. The list goes on. It's Jericho. Yeah. Big, Big show, show. Mark, Mark Henry. Henry. Yeah. Even even guys like JR and Shivani. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got like... Uh, you've got on... Yeah, Taz. And then you've got on like the sort of production side of thing, like Excalibur, who's an amazing commentator mm-hmm. who's mentoring people who want to actually yeah. get into it. Like he's mentoring guys like Anthony Agogo, Ricky Starks mm-hmm. on commentary. So yeah. if they get an injury, they're not just sat on the shelf. They, they can go, okay, well, I'll, I'll join the commentary team on this. Yeah. It's such, oh man, I, I'm loving AW at the moment. It's like how so a fucking wrestling promotion should be run. Yeah. Well, it's it's not bringing up a fucking champion and making him look like shit. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's good stuff. It's it's good shit. Just good shit. Fucking nailing it. They're hitting yeah. it out the park. Uh, continuing on with that wave of momentum of signings and knocking it out of the park. Thunder Rosa has officially signed with AEW this week in a surprise move, uh, although not so shocking that AEW signed her but that she could sign considering her NWA contract ran through the year. Fightful Select have said, however, a buyout uh, of the deal was orchestrated, though we aren't sure of the specifics. We were informed by NWA sources that Thunder Rosa had requested her release from the NWA as far back as 2020, but that was rejected. We've also been told AEW and Tony Khan in particular are very careful (laughs) about not contract... uh, contract tampering and wanted to play by the book on the situation we noted in the past that tony khan and billy corgan often work together directly and it was on her birthday what a birthday present yeah that's awesome i mean it's cool because there's there's still that door open for her to go and do stuff at nwa i wouldn't be surprised if she didn't t- if she turned up to empower the nwa event that they've got going i think i think she is like listed as being on that show yeah I, I think, I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if AEW sent a couple of the women's wrestlers over there. Yeah. Um, get Britt Baker on there. Just, yeah. just get get the fucking, get the champ on there. DMD. <laughs> DMD. Um, yeah, but a, this is this is a great, great sign. AEW um, often criticised for their women's division. And I feel bringing Thunder Rosa in was the first real big move they made and yeah. improving that. And improving, bolstering. You've yeah. just got to you've just got to look at like a body of work in AEW. A matches with uh, she had an amazing match with Riho. She had an awesome match with Shida. Mm-hmm. Um, 
a match of the year contender against Britt Baker that uh, unsanctioned match they had. Yeah. And she and she just had a fucking banger with uh, Diana Peraza in Impact, which we'll be talking about shortly. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, this is this is very cool. She's she's been like integral to AEW. It's good to see that they've actually finally made it official. Yeah. Um, even down to the fact that a lot of the women they use on AEW Dark and a lot of like the women they use as sort of not enhancement talent, but like as Sort yeah. of like lower down the card uh, from uh, Thunder Rosa's uh, promotion, Mission Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. um, and their her husband put a picture up on his Twitter a few days before this got announced, where he basically changed his, his bio picture to um, just the AEW logo and said, "I better, I better do this." So I'm guessing we're going to see a bit more. Like work with that with that promotion and AW yeah. as well in yeah. the future. Awesome uh, speaking, yes, speaking of the women's division and the women's champion DMD, um, <laughs> Britt Baker has revealed on her Twitter that she's broken her wrist but will not miss any time in the ring. Uh, she posted a picture up with her right wrist in a cast. I'm guessing it's not a severe break. Yeah, hairline fracture, I guess, or something um, like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, it's good to hear that she won't miss any time for it because that would be the worst timing in terms oh, she, of momentum. And She's doing the work of her career at the moment. She's the doing Lord's like, work. She's doing the Lord's work. As, as, <laughs> I like that me and um, me and friend of the podcast, Tom Clark, differ on this opinion. He said, we need to turn a face. I said, no, keep a heel. Yeah. Because when they do eventually turn a face, and then have Jade Cargill come and fucking eviscerate her for that title. <laughs> it's going to mean so much more. Yeah. Because that's what they're doing. They're building they're Jade building up to be Jade the person Cargill. to take that belt. Yeah. She's going to be a fucking megastar as well. Yeah. Um, should we get into the rest of the world, mate? Let's go to the rest of the world. So Fightful has learned some more in regards to Chelsea Green joining Impact Wrestling. Uh, they're told that her deal... Uh, to come in was worked out around the same time her plans to go to Ring of Honor came together. As of now, there has been no full-time contract signed between Chelsea Green, Ring of Honor, or Impact Wrestling, and we're told that both companies were aware she'd be working for each other. As mentioned in recent weeks, Fightful has spoken to people in power of several companies that put over how well each company had been working together, saying the synergy has never felt better. That's nice. It is. Um, yeah, we were talking about it before. Um, it's a really cool time to be a wrestling fan because of this. Because, like, it's. I mean, it's got to be since, like, the early 90s when, like, you had WCW working with New Japan. Yeah. Like, that's the last time I can think of anything this big really happening. And mm. um, WWE did, like, a few bits, like, bits and bobs with AAA, but it was never anything, like, huge. Wasn't anything but, major, was it, though? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, WWE, they, they... When they work with companies, they don't really work with companies, do they? They just... Nah. It's just their way of trying to get the talent through the door so then they can sign them. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas everyone now, it's... it's 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 just cool to see the fact that like literally this week we had a new Japan belt change hands on an AEW show. That's huge. Going to an AEW guy as well because yeah. Lance Archer yeah, yeah. is no longer signed to, to New Japan. Mm. And it, it's just a great time to be a wrestling man. I can't I can't stress that enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, everyone listening probably fucking agrees with me, but <laughs> it's yeah, it's just really cool. Yeah. Um, speaking of the working relationship, Thunder Rosa back in the news again uh, <laughs> was Diana Peraza's surprise opponent at Slammiversary. Fight for Select gave an update on it saying Thunder Rosa made their, a surprise appearance at Slammiversary this past Saturday, uh, which we're told was put together over a month ahead of time and was kept quiet from most of the Impact roster. Um, Fight for Fightful selectors learned that Thunder Rosa is not planned for the tapings and effectively the appearance was a one-shot deal for the time being. Thunder Rosa is not factored into impact creative plans as of now. Um, yeah, it was it was really cool the way that they used a lot of like sort of diversion 
away from who it could have been. They heavily teased it was going to be either Chelsea Green or the Iconics or Mickey James who challenged Mm -hmm. the honour. So when it was Thunder Rosa, like Woo-hoo. I shot out my seat because I it was she was like one of the people I didn't expect to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Really, really cool. Um, I still haven't got around to watching <clears throat> that particular match yet. Um, but again, it's just this whole like working relationship, this synergy between companies, and we're getting all of these these dream matches that you can un- only imagine sort of happening. And it just keeps pushing that door open, keeps pushing the envelope for more and more stuff to happen. And yeah, at risk of sounding like a broken record, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. <laughs> really is. Really is. Next up, uh, and sticking with uh, Perazzo, Thunder Rosa, uh, and, and working together, in addition to Thunder Rosa, Mickey James had an altercation with Perazzo to set up a potential match after NWA's Empower pay-per-view. Fightful Select said, as we recently, uh, sorry, as we saw recently, Kylie Ray was granted her impact release to pursue NWA and Thunder Rosa served as a mystery opponent for Diana Perazzo on Slammiversary. Fightful has learned that as of this weekend, Mickey James actually isn't the planned opponent for Diana Perazzo. The working plan over the last week has been for Perazzo to face Melina at the event with Mickey, uh, with the Mickey feud building for a hopeful match later down the line. Again, really fucking exciting. Her and Melina, yeah. that'd be cool. Her and Mickey James later down the line, even better. It's just, it's fucking, it's awesome. And it's nice to see like a lot of the, the women's division in these promotions starting to come into the spotlight a bit more and deservedly so. Um, I'm super excited, as I know you are, for the, the NWA and Power pay-per-view. That should be yeah. really, really good. It's, um, yeah, it's like a dark horse to be like show, like one of the shows of the year, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. There's, they're just the fact they're doing like a, a breakout tournament. They're doing some big marquee matches, um, and again, everyone's just working together. It's nice. Yeah, you don't Same. you don't have to be on a fucking island from people. WWE fucking work together. An island of relevancy. Well, <laughs> the, are they are they on the island of relevancy? There's only one man in that. There's only one years. man on that. But <laughs> <laughs> the Usos in a fucking dinghy. Circle on the island. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's as, as we keep saying, it's just exciting to be a wrestling fan right now. This, this yeah. is like it, it's it's weird as well. I like how we've come from WWE stuff where it was like a bit of a downer to since like AW and the wrestling world were really positive now about it. Like up, 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 up. Everything's really up, uplifting. Um, Moving on, uh, there was another massive, massive surprise debut at Slammiversary. There was, there was, a, there was a few, but there was one huge one at the at the very end, and that was that of Switchblade Jay White um, having a stare down with Kenny Omega. Uh, Fight for Select, Fight for Select. have also said that Jay White was a closely guarded secret, even to those in the company. Uh, the internal run sheets only had a pull apart brawl listed as the closing of the show. They did not specify who that was. Um, they did a fantastic job of keeping this quiet. Yeah. They, because Finjuice coming back was leaked earlier on in the day. And obviously, um, this was kind of done because at New Japan Resurgence, the main event is David Finley versus Jay White for the Never Open Way title. Um, they they've also they're also teasing that Jay White is going to challenge Kenny Omega for the Impact title, which fuck me, fuck they, hell. They've only wrestled <laughs> once, and it was an absolute barn burner. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. It's also got one of my favorite reversals to the One Winged Angel I think I've ever seen. Yeah, where, like Jay just like flips out and hits a fucking blade run. <laughs> Bosh. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that I lost my fucking mind when Jay White come out. <laughs> Just it was such a good moment. It really, really, really was awesome. Um, and yeah, again, all all the companies working together just it just benefits the fans, doesn't it? That's what you want, <clears throat> exactly. Uh, moving on, 
according to Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer, Omega didn't know about the white thing, um, about white being there rather before <clears throat> what they were doing uh, up until he got to Nashville. Meltzer goes on to report that Andrade and Idolo was originally planned to be in that spot, but Andrade and Impact couldn't come to financial terms on a deal. Meltzer reports that the plan was to have Omega and the Good Brothers face Andrade, who would be managed by Conan and two partners at the subsequent Impact tapings. I mean, I preferred Jay White there over Andrade. Yeah. There's more storyline there. There's more everything with the, the Bullet Club. Like it's yeah, it's a much more intriguing thing for me. And we've got Andrade versus Kenny at uh, Trouble Mania. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. It'd be weird if Andrade was facing Kenny like everywhere except AEW. Um. Also, Andrade's not really doing it for me at the moment in AEW. Not really. No, not it. yet. Not yet. I mean, he's about to get his nose bitten off by Pac, so that's going to be fun. <laughs> well, Andrade versus anyone from Death Triangle is going to be a good match. Fucking damn right. Yeah, he's, he's just not really. I, I don't know. I, he had a bit of an underwhelming debut anyway, didn't he? Where it was like it was a shock, but it was like boom. Mm. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, should we get into a bit of New Japan news now? Yes, mate. So. Some good news, actually. Um, Hiromu Takahashi has revealed on his Twitter that he's been medically cleared from his torn bicep. So nice. The ticking time bomb is ticking down on a return. <laughs> good stuff. That's good to hear. Very good to hear. Yeah, man. Very entertaining wrestler. Uh, and sticking with New Japan and something I've literally just dropped in here, which I forgot we hadn't put into this, but it, it was something that popped up on the Discord. Um, Kota Ibushi has been out of competition since the beginning of Summer Struggle, um, the Summer Struggle series due to illness. After careful investigation and thorough assessment, he has been diagnosed with uh, aspiration pneumonia. Ibushi's illness was originally reported as a result of side effects arising from his COVID-19 vaccination. Aspiration pneumonia has no connection to COVID vaccines and Ibushi's illness is not the result of his inoculation. Uh, New Japan have apologised for any misunderstanding um, and Ibushi subsequently tested negative for COVID-19. Um, they also go on to say in that same statement that in order to give Ibushi more time uh, to make a full in-ring recovery, he'll be absent from cards on the 22nd and 23rd in Osaka, Japan, as well as the 24th in Nagoya. A final decision on his participation at Wrestle Grand Slam on July the 25th will be made after assessing Ibushi's recovery. That is sad news to hear. Terrible news to hear. Um, yeah. Kota Ibushi is fucking excellent, superb. Um, and yeah, this doesn't sound very nice at all. It's not a condition I'm familiar with or know much about. Um, but yeah, not good. No. Uh, yeah. Hope he has a speedy recovery. Obviously, he was meant to be facing Shingo for the belt on um, Monday, just gone, I believe, the 19th. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm, because of illness, he missed out on that. Um, but they, they are still kind of building to that match, though. So, I hope, as I say, hopefully, Coates is okay. He has a speedy recovery. Um, but, yeah, the, um, New Japan's been really hit with some bad luck, haven't they, this, this year? With oh, like, mate. Abushi, Osprey. Yeah. Um, yeah, injuries and, and illnesses, yeah. And then, yeah. like, kind of the the whole, like, obviously the state of emergency and there was things that have derailed it, like, they're, they're, like, earthquakes and stuff like that, which I think had an effect on some shows. I remember there's the one where it happened in the middle of a show and just mm. lots, just a really kind of shitty run of of unfortunate events, like, uh, events that are totally unpreventable and out of their control. Um, yeah. But, yeah, wish Kotobushi a, a very, very speedy recovery. Um, and all the best. Indeed, indeed. Right. Well, that's a uh, that's the the news. Um, no doubt we'll probably get called AW shows for gushing over the fucking <laughs> Lord's work they're doing. Um, but yeah, uh, if you've got any hot scoops, you can tell us all about it on our Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Uh, also over Twitter, Untitled Rest Pod. 
and Facebook, Untitled Wrestling Podcast. As always, I've been Jay, joined by Troy. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. And now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out TopRopeBrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of T-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out TopRopeBrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And ThatchFace.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits, they also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to stick your cancer charities. must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing.